psychology. It's more than a philosophy, more than a psychology, more than just an ecology, bigger than biology, larger than anthropology, brushes against astrology. That's prophecology. Prophet Ibn Jordan and the company of prophets here. We have a special guest with us, but we have Prophet Deborah Jordan here. And Prophet Deborah, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Your Grace. Well, we're doing a special um, podcast on our 42nd wedding anniversary. Whoa! Yeah, Master Prophet. You better say that. Well, it makes sense. If without the 42, he wouldn't be here. You wouldn't have that sound, Master right. Prophet. And that's the same sound. You know what, John? Oh! <laughs> you know. There you go. So, um, <laughs> so we thank God. 42 years, honey. How, honey, how does it feel to be 42 years married? Feels great, Your Grace. Feels great. Feels great. You two look amazing. Let me tell you something, family. This is what 42 looks like. Y'all look great, Master Prophet and Pastor Prophetess Deborah. So this is how you'll look when you're 42 years married? Yes, Master Prophet. You're, you're how many years now? Master Prophet, you put me on the spot, but going on seven years in April. There you go. Elder <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you've been married 35 years. 35 Come on, Elder Brad, that's all right. Excellent. And John. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, you said you're looking for a wife. I'm looking. I'm looking. Seeking. I'm knocking. The John asking. brought a young lady here. He um, did? Oh, yeah. And he's very friendly. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It, it was my, I brought my, my. He was coming on very strong sir. to this young lady. <laughs> I brought my, my daughter's, I brought my kid's mother. And it was very strong. You can see there was a lot of energy and synergy that was going on. It's called child support. And see, what happens is, I'm trying to get it reduced. <laughs> I want to go wrong. <laughs> the devil is fighting. He's fighting. But, but, but there was a lot of energy there. Yeah. And you, there was a lot of hold handing. Yes, Pastor. Yes, you know. Him, eat this for me, baby. You know, so I, I, I don't know. Child support. <laughs> you all don't understand. Child support have you feeding. Anybody, really, because and you're hugging, trying to feed the kids. And embracing, but... And embracing. That's a connection. But the That's mother, a connection. The mother was there, the children was not. Oh! Mm. That's a, you're very, very... You were really there. Yeah, very <laughs> present. <laughs> I, she didn't miss. She doesn't miss. Well, She wanted to make sure Jonathan had food. You know, we had some lobster and other stuff. What? So, um, yes. Bishop 
and I don't eat lobster, so he said, here, she said, yeah, let me make sure Jonathan has some. I said, she was looking oh. out for you. She was very she nice. She was looking out yeah, for you. Very much so. Very nice. And that's what happened. And Bishop oh. asked her a question. Oh, wow, what oh, the well, question? What was the question? I asked her, what have are I done to you? To I took my shoes off. Wife. Are you ready to be a pastor's wife? Wait, I'm not a pastor, okay? And Bishop was just asking, you know, he was an inquiry. her mind was. But <laughs> they were very friendly. Child support still got to pay it, so see how good that went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. So okay. let's tell them about our guest that we well, Yes, let's go to the guest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to have a setback. <laughs> Let me go. All right. We have a, we, today is such an amazing day. Um, we have with us Pastor John P. Key. I'm telling you, a living legend. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Can I read this bio, Bishop? Yes, you can read the bio. Read, read up. Um, Pastor John P. Key was Watch born. Your voice. Watch your um, uh, Pastor John P. Key. What? No. <laughs> Pastor John P. Key was born the 15th of 16 children. Wow. To John Henry and Liza Shannon Key. And he affectionately describes his childhood home as outside the county line. County line, right. In Dorm, North Carolina. Miss Ethel G. Ha Shannon, John's maternal grandmother, played a pivotal role in his upbringing, <laughs> although she's gone. Remains a constant source of encouragement, strength, and spiritual guidance today. Music in the home and attending church highlighted the family's weekly activities. John exhibited extraordinary talent at an early age, vocally, harmonically, and instrumentally. When John was eight years old, a piano was purchased for two older siblings to take lessons in the home. Mm. While they were both totally disinterested in it, John was fascinated by the instrument. John began mimicking a young pianist from Cleveland, Ohio, by the name of Daryl Bailey, mm. who was the church musician and local college student at the time. Drawing inspiration from the music he heard in church, Key began to apply and write his own material by age nine. At age 12, John and his best friend at the time, jazz bassist Clinton Chip Sharon, along with drummer Mark Amaritage, started a jazz trio and, gospel, and a gospel community choir, Revelational Experience in the city of Durham. Mm -hmm. He would later be graced with the opportunity to study piano under the tutelage of the late Margaret Sharon, Grover Wilson, Yusuf Salim, and, master, and a master of jazz, Mary Lou Williams. He became an outstanding student and professor. Helen Edwards decided to play John in a school for musically gifted children, the North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. He went on to study further in Northern California with his older brothers at Yuba College in Marysville, who shared their tactical knowledge of music production with their young sibling. As, as a young man in the late 70s, early 80s, he was privileged to work with some of the nation's greatest pop, jazz, and R&B groups. He landed a job as a national music director with Miss Black Teenage Pageants, a position that would bring him back to North Carolina. In his late teens, he drifted into street lifestyle that planted him in Charlotte, North Carolina. Once in Charlotte, he moved to the Double Oaks community and began a life of corruption. 
the senseless violence that encompassed him became insufferable until material possessions offered John no consolation. After witnessing an untimely death to a very close friend, John knew it was time to change course. In his early 20s, John found himself working at the PTL Network's Buffalo Park. It was there where the young man initiated his transformation from a street thug and a drug dealer named P. Key <laughs> to, John, to gospel legend John P. Key, and ultimately to Pastor Key. He had gained foundational principles that gradually and eventually propelled him into victorious living. Yes. He returned to active involvement in his community, being responsible for the restructuring of Double Oaks community. He's very proud of these accomplishments, and in his words, he says, I now pastor where I poisoned. Ooh. He would later become one of the world's most accomplished musicians, clinicians, and in the end, an internationally recognized writer and publisher. In the mid-1980s, he started a community choir in Charlotte. This choir, which got its rise from a Feed the Hungry Street ministry, achieved rapid success and eventually grew to become the renowned and renowned, <coughs> much-awarded New Life Community Choir. As a solo artist, as well as with NLCC, John P. Key has received a flood of awards and nominations, to name a few. 58 GMW Excellence Awards, 25 Stellar Awards, a Trailblazer Award from former President Bill Clinton, a Soul Train Award, two Billboard Music Awards, nine Waljo Awards, seven Grammy nominations, 2005 International Gospel Hall of Fame inductee. In the, light, in the late 1980s, he was crowned the Prince of Gospel, which is a title he laughs at because his given middle name is Prince. <laughs> if they'd never given him the title, I would have always been grandmother's John Prince, he often says. <laughs> he has received hundreds of proclamations from our nation's cities, and in 2005, he was inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. Over the course of this professional career that spans three decades, he has written music for Hallmark Incorporated, Stephanie Mills, John Lang, The Hawkins Family, Daryl Coley, Billy Preston, Dorinda Clark Cole, Joe Walsh, Reverend James Cleveland, Bishop Rance Allen, Florida Mass Choir, Mississippi Mass Choir, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, and made history in 1982 as the first writers to ever write more than one song for the legendary Dr. James Cleveland Gospel Music Workshop of America. His music has been featured in film and on television, in commercial advertisements, advertisements, and even on Saturday Night Live. Wow. His music catalog is said to be one of the largest in the world today by an individual publisher writer. Pastor John Key's heart is centered around his family. He's married to the beautiful Devin and, I'm sorry, Devion Chanel Key. She's an amazing woman of God who stands by him and in his co-visionary of the successful outreach done in the city of Charlotte. He consistently teaches them to thrive and reach for their best. Pastor Key says they are all musically in kind. However, I don't push them to be a part of the music industry. Their personal lives are focused on home, family, church, and seed planting in their local community. Pastor Key is a devoted father and primarily spends much of his time writing and fishing with his kids. 
although he is one of the gospel music's greatest pioneers, his real passion is for clear, genuine, aggressive street ministry. His heart desire is to show the love and power of the Lord to the world, specifically to the inner city communities of our nation. Since its inception in 1995, Pastor Key has been the full-time pastor of the New Life Fellowship Center. Through non-traditional outreach that transcends the four-walled structure, the church's unique approach to ministry has resulted in rapidly growing, thriving congregation. Pastor Key's ability to personally relate to the urban lifestyle allows him to reach those who would not typically attend church and furthermore are not welcomed by many assemblies. There are, the, are so many people abused, he says, that our churches should be running over with the lost and forgotten. Mm -hmm. There is so much hurting and suffering in the world that only, the only way to not be overwhelmed by is to know that you are doing something about it. Where there, are, where there has been a natural disaster, where unemployment has over, been overwhelming in a city, or anywhere people are hurting, you'll find Pastor Key doing what he believes he was called to do, encouraging, inspiring, and seed planting. This is Pastor Bishop-elect John <laughs> P. <laughs> So you were elected, can you put it? I'm, I'm under the lower house, but, you know, I'm going to make a motion from the floor <laughs> and give it to the table. <laughs> Amen. We're so honored to have you here, Reverend John P. Key, and um, it's a blessing. How long you been in gospel music? Um, I've actually been in gospel almost 45 years, 44 years. Started real young with the family. And uh, opportunities really started coming around 17 or 18. So wow. I've been in it for a minute. Yeah, you know, he's, um, his, his birthday's in the same month as ours. He's a Gemini. He is a Gemini. June the 4th every year. A, a June Gemini? A June Gemini, yeah. He's a Gemini. Uh, it makes sense. That's why he's the creative the... bishop. He's one, we're, one of, we're all the same. Yeah. There's about six of us right here, right now. <laughs> Multiply times two. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's right. We'll never be bored. We'll never be bored. Amen. Amen. Um, Elder Bratton, what would you like to ask Reverend John P.K.? So uh, one thing that he did that's in his bio, it talks about uh, a pastor. It talks about how you made such a transformation in the neighborhood where you built your church. Yes. So years ago, my dad and my aunt lived in Double Oaks, yeah. right? And I used to visit them, and it was like one of the most dangerous places, right? Yeah, yeah. And I came back years later, and the transformation that you brought to that wow. neighborhood wow. is legendary across the country. Wow. But how did, you, how did you do something? I mean, it's amazing. We, we, we don't get that credit. I, I don't jump up and down for it. But you knowing how bad that neighborhood was. Yes, sir. And for full disclosure, I know you, and yeah, I know yeah. you've been there. Um, I, I didn't want that property. I wanted a small piece of property. Knew God had called me. Never thought it would get big. I wanted one little block. I was going to build a little 200-seater. And for my emotional side, go down there and preach once a week right. and go back to the neighborhood. One night I was in a service, and the Holy Ghost had me to bless a woman who was losing her house $40,000. 
and we blessed her. There was an officer sitting in there who became a part of my team, and I watched him for a while. I thought the government sent him. Right. I thought he's trying to lock me up. But uh, he went and found that property, and that property was across the street from where I was a local pharmacist at the time. <laughs> and uh, 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 when he, whenever he asked me about that property, I said no. And here's something amazing about that property. We went, uh, Prophet Jordan, on that property, and, and, and they said it was contaminated. Mm. Now that you said it's contaminated, I want it. Right. I just believed God back then with my corny self that if I could sling some oil on that ground, mm. the same God that could heal from cancer would clean up that And I promise you, we had it retested after prayer, and there was no contamination. Wow. <laughs> that being said, then we had to deal with the neighborhood. The drug dealing was bad. Up at the top of the street was prostitution. So the neighborhood got a bad rap because a lot of the drug dealing and prostitution came down in the dark in the neighborhood. So we had to get the trucks out of there. I went to all the drug dealers knocked on the door, knew some of them, and said, listen, we got to get the dogs. Y'all got to, they would let the dogs run rap. It was crazy. And I told them, if you lock those dogs up and calm the activity, I'll take your kids and I'll put them in my school for free. Wow. So we tried all kinds of wow. things. Wow. Fast forward, that neighbor cleaned up so much. Mm -hmm. There was no government assistance. We never took any anyway, but we couldn't get it because mm -hmm. the neighborhood was so clean. Correct. So now it's Bright Walk, and uh, it's changed. Gentrification came in. They tore down the housing. And uh, it hurt me for a moment, and it took another prophet to tell me, Pastor Key, it just could be that God brought you here for that season to do what he commanded you to do. And that's still where I pastor now, wow. and I'm excited about it. Powerful. Wow. So I, I also noticed that you mentioned oftentimes you've been open to the prophetic. How did you first become interested or your first experience with the prophetic? Uh, my first um, direct contact with the prophetic was in Philadelphia, I believe. And this is going to blow your mind because I saved this story for you. Mm. I was with Bishop Roy Brown. Mm. And he wanted us to do an afternoon service. Uh, I was at a place, it's around the time I wrote the song Thursday Love. Mm. Yeah. And I run into this prophet behind stage. And I'm going through, the group is in transition. And I wanted to say to those in ministry, one of the things that hurt when you're early on is people leaving. Now that we're older, we get that. Yeah. You know, people that you mm. bless, people that you held down when they were going through. And a prophet by the name of Prophet Jordan caught me in the hallway and simply said this to me, hold your head up because that that you're dealing with now will soon be no more. Wasn't, made, wasn't a, uh, a prophetic shower. Or, he said that to me and walked on stage. And that day, Jeanette is my witness. I wrote the song Thursday Love. It was the Thursday before then that I was ready to give up. So that, that, that sparked an interest. And uh, that was the first time I, I had met you. And then seeing God and hearing you say something years ago that the prophetic word falls in line with God's word. Mm -hmm. And standing on that confirmed word, brother, has changed my life in such a way. I promise you, I'm excited about what God's getting ready to do next. Wow, 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 wow. My goodness. So, um, 
What's happening with recording with you right now? Great things. Uh, the studio is back open again. Um, I was working on approximately 12 projects uh, when the pandemic hit. One of the major projects was a movie about my father, 1947. Got a record deal on the way to New York. On his way to New York, they turned his bus around, the Ku Klux Klan, and sh shot his tires from the back of his bus. We show all of this in the movie. I went in my own pocket, spent my own dime, found a bus just like that 1947 bus. Mm. And it's a great story, a story of hope. My young son that sang today, John John, uh, he plays my father from age 14 to 35. The late Bishop Ranch Allen plays my father in the movie from the age 35 to 1981. He wow. finished all his scenes and we're excited about it. Along with my dad's story, um, I have the caravans, um, uh, the uh, Dixie Hummingbirds, James Cleveland, and Mahalia Jackson on a tour. It is an amazing movie. Wow. You're going to love it. One of the great things, I get to tell about Daddy's hardships. Daddy came home and had all of those kids, so he had to be happy somewhere. But uh, he comes <laughs> home and he has all these babies. But he works at Adams Concrete, and he develops a brick that they still use today internationally. They promised my dad he would be wealthy and he would be a part of the patent. The check never came. So he's crushed all these years. Look like every day there was a brick wall. But then Shirley's eventually or Pastor Shirley Caesar would have a big gospel concert in North Carolina in 70, 75. They put the group back together in the movie. It's just a good, good movie. And uh, we've got five scenes to shoot. And uh, we're talking, it was a Netflix uh, piece, uh, but Netflix wants to how, take the movie and put it on the shelf. We can't put this movie on the shelf. So uh, because I didn't owe anybody, um, we are negotiating again, and we're excited about I will absolutely allow this movie to be shown first at the Carolina Theater in Durham. Because when my daddy had the choir back then, they couldn't go in the Carolina Theater. Ooh. And if they did, they had to sing, sit at the, yeah. in the upper, in the balcony. So uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, so great things are going on. Wedding album, I did a wedding project. I'm gonna make sure y'all get some music so when you get to Rome, you can yeah. listen to some John P.T. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the Broken Tour, the Broken Song we shared with you today. That project is coming out first quarter. Me and Tasha Cobbs and Leonard. Um, just speaking to the people of God, allowing them to know that they can rejoice again. They can rejoice again. All right. I'm Prophet Joshua. I'm going to ask my son. He's my eldest son, the eldest biological son of the Master Prophet. What would you like to ask such a great legend? You get to meet. I, you know, I, I, I wish when I was your age. Right. You know, I got the kind of exposure that... Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but you, you, you really won't know the exposure until your soul looks back and wonder, you know, because you, you've grown up in this. But what would you like to ask this great legend? You know, um, thank you so much, Master Prophet, and thank you as well, Reverend um, John P. Key. One of the things I wanted to ask was I'm seeing um, the youth, I'm seeing the young people um, with such a hunger and a fire for God, seeing your son uh, ministering and singing uh, what that said the Lord. What, um, what would you share for our millennials or for our young people um, that are on fire and even hearing you preaching in the same area, in the same space that you were once poisoning, but how God has just moved right. you in such a season? I just wanted to... Uh, let me say this to your nephew. We got a chance to share a few minutes <laughs> before you. Um, I wouldn't say anything to them as much as I would say 
to the parents and the leaders. We've got to get to a position where we listen. We've got to be listening. We, we, we're not on, on uh, um, we're not focused on some of the things they are. My sons love me because I listen to them, mm. you know. And, and, and sometimes, even when they're a little out of order, you understand me, I try to create that space. John John, the one you hugged, mm -hmm. uh, John Pickey III, we had a real powwow about five years ago. And uh, it was because he was changing, he was getting older, you know. And, you know, one of the great things about my boys were they were raised in that hood. Uh, David will tell you, I had a program called Night Court. Correct. Well, I opened up my church at night. They played basketball. Wait a minute. Chess, cards. I, they played all the games. They came in the church. We would turn that nice sanctuary into a gymnasium. And they would play. So this is what happens. Mm. When, when the police come to me and say, how are you taking all these guns off the street? I believe I've taken more guns off the street than any city in America. Yes, wow. And here's how. And I hope it comes back to your question. I'm able to relate. I let them know you're wrong. It doesn't make sense. You just went to jail for selling drugs in front of a fire station. When we sin, at least we knew how to do it. Right. You know, it's just we have to be there. To, and they embrace me back. So when it comes time for Christmas and they wanted the games, I said, well, look, give me the guns. I've never spent a dollar for a gun. I use Walmart gift cards. And I promise you, it's been amazing. So being able to identify with them, my babies have no desire to be out in the street after 10 o'clock. They're trying to make it home to the house. Yeah, because I've been able to witness to them and some of the things that your father has gone through. Literally, I know you joy in knowing. That's a mistake I don't have to make. Wow. 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 Yeah. Prophet Stubble, would you like to ask anything? Yes, yes, yes. Well, first of all, I would like to say thank you thank for honoring us um, on today, and especially um, this day being our 42nd wedding anniversary. But um, you talked about you married. How did you, as a musician, traveling the breadth and length of this country worldwide, to bring a balance with your marriage and with your ministry and with your calling? I, I do it to this day by allowing um, my whole family to be a part. Mm. I know when it's time to take a break and go to the lake house and leave all the music at home and we fish and we have a good time. That balance really matters. That's why I'm praying that my nephew finds somebody amazing because between that child support and balance... <laughs> Support is something else. <laughs> but the balance matters to be able to allow them to be a part of the music, a part of the, the singing, the church. Let that family be a part. And then they respect what you do, honor what you do, and know you're a part. I lost a soldier this morning, a, a, a deacon that was in the church. And, Great man, Michael Cole, great man of God, uh, passed last night. And, mm. and when I was talking to my wife on the phone and we both tear up together, you know, she's just a part of who mm. and what I am. Wow, thank you, thank you. you. You know, this is so powerful, Your Grace, and I think uh, we need to have more of these type of conversations. Yes. yes. Because the people, they see us in the pulpit, they see the power, they see the glory, but they don't see that everyday life, um, the yes. struggle, the ups and downs. And how do we handle that? How do we get through 
that. You know, they only see us talking about it, but they don't see us experiencing it. So I just thank God, um, thank God for this great man of God, for this great vessel and the person of John P. Key. So I just thank God. This is so powerful. Thank so, you. So, so, so you're a yes for the reality show. Okay, we have to talk. <laughs> okay. We do have to have a conversation. Because, you know, when you think about the four Gospels, those was Jesus' reality shows. Of course. Yes, they were. Mm -hmm. It was. Capturing, of course. Him, eating. With the people that he was eating with. His disciples. Yeah. But he also was eating, eating with prostitutes and, and, and all the rest of them. He went back to his neighborhood. He was very visible in his day. He didn't hide behind He's the He was a socialite. Walls. And what was so powerful mm. with Jesus, um, he went outside the four walls. A lot of times, the preachers, we want to say within now. the four walls, but you can't stay in the four walls and be effective. So it's time, and I, I'll say that, it's time for us as ministers um, to begin to get out of these four walls and begin to become more effective and do the work of ministry. And it's not staying within the four walls of the church. Yeah, you know, people, so people want to people know your walk. They want to know also your process. Mm -hmm. Right, like you even, know your story, yeah. Your story, or even like now, we're finding you have um, how many children you have? I have ten children. <gasps> Whoa! I have ten babies. You wanted to have ten. Yeah. Yeah, but you stopped me at five. Ah! <laughs> the spirit stopped at five. <laughs> you have ten children. Ten babies. God yes. bless you. Yes. Jonathan, you almost cut up. See. Mm -mm. You need to oh, no, 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 no. He's smiling. I'm not smiling. But you don't have to pay no child support, so you're all right. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan? That's for the next show. I'm yeah, coming back to help show. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk to you. I'm coming back. Somebody <laughs> will invite you. But, but, but with all of that, you have adult children? Yes, absolutely. And how many adult children you have? Four adult children. Well, we're going to call John and Trudell the adults. So maybe, yeah. maybe six. Six, right. And so parenting adult children are different from parenting children. Yeah, I, I think one of the great things is the impartation. And, mm -hmm. and I had to learn this. Mm. See, you and my sister, all that you've taught them, we didn't want to... Now, when you leave me, do you take that message with you? And that's one of the greatest things. Shannon, the little girl that sang on all the videos in the late 80s, has her own skincare product. And she's yeah. doing it huge. She's all over the country. Yeah. Uh, Chris, the drummer that everybody knows, Most is fun. in L.A. I yes. He's working, doing production. Justin got his degree, decided to go to Nashville and just be a husband. And so he just opened up a gym. And he's doing... So you wonder, Lord, do they get it? And one of the great things I've been able to see is they did carry the mantle. And, and those sometimes, it, they fall off the way. You know, and I have to wait for them to come back. Mm -hmm. You still understand that you imparted in them, yeah. and something in them is going to let them stand again. Mm. Now, you know, and what's so powerful about that is that you really get to see train up a child in the way that yes. they go, and when they get old, they shall not depart. Right. So, um, I even have spiritual sons that come back to me that has been away from the church for twenty years. Mm -hmm. Saying they can still hear me in their head. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's like choices they Absolutely. make. Yes. It's like they go to them. What would my father do? What, yeah. would, what would my father say about this? And, and although they may not give you the credit, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like 
in your presence, it's like there's, it's absent, but a way you right. hear it resounding mm -hmm. from others that say. Bishop, can I share something personal? Sure. I, he and I was talking f five months ago, maybe four months ago. Don't just encourage me. John, you're good. I'm great. He was working out, laughing, making a little joke, whatever. But he said something to me at the end of the conversation. I'm moving. We were trying to build a house. Didn't know if I wanted to go back to water. So I'm in transition with housing. Money was not an issue. And I'm frustrated. So I'm real frustrated. So I tell him I'm frustrated. He hushes me up. He has no clue what I'm getting ready to tell him. He tells me on the phone, Calm down. What God's going to do is he's going to multiply whatever that is you have and bless you in this season. Okay, just a common probably prophecy for some, but I needed to hear that that day. And I need to tell you something. From that day, thank you, God. That day I hung the phone up. God has multiplied me so financially. Money, I didn't, I, when I tell you it was a season, that Friday after I talked to you, I talked to you on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. We went to the mailbox on a Sunday when the on mailman don't even run. What? And every company, music companies, people mm. who owed me money, I don't know if they just found, we started getting checks that Friday in a week's time. When I tell you Capitol Records, everybody, it's almost like they wanted to square with John P. Key before the end of the year. So I love you, man. I love you for that. I love you for that. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you, God. And, and, and I hear the word of the Lord saying that Arrabas. your best is yet to come Yay. because where you're at, you're going to build a soundstage. I saw a tent, and then I saw buildings, and I saw production cameras, and I saw an ongoing work. It's like filming became your new way of being. So what you have done in music, you're getting ready to do on video. He's going to shift you for your retirement years. Not that you're ending ministry, you're beginning a new course of ministry. And you're going to begin to find the days are coming. God says he's not through with Germany yet. Um, I'm hearing Amsterdam. Um, I'm in Holland. And you're going to begin to start to see some doors that are getting ready to open because you're going to have to get ready because of the new sound and the new movement that's getting ready to take place. So you're going to be doing soundtracks for movies and production. And there's going to be an ongoing work. And there is yet a work that you're going to do with choirs once again. You're going to create a revival in something wow. 
that is like you're going to walk into it accidentally, but it's going to pick up momentum. Wow. And there you're going to find the new sound, the new writers, and bring back a new life, saith the Lord. And in this, you're going to come full circle, and you're going to fulfill the work that God has given you to Bless do. You. And that's the word of the Lord. Well, yeah. we thank God for you, for the grace that's on your life. We thank God for the gift. We thank God that you've last. Amen. Because see, that's important. That's important. Because many start out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And his message is still as potent now as it was when he started. Wow. And uh, I know that there was a time when the R&B circle wanted to pull him in and they were like, well, you know, leave your message behind. He's like, no, this is my message. Yeah. And one of the things that impressed me when I went to his church, I was there and I got there after hours and I saw one of the guys in the neighborhood, he came up to the church and rung a bell at the front door and somebody came and ministered to him. And this was like way after hours. Yeah. But when you're part of the community and you are serving the community uh, and, and where his church is and what he's been able to do, you can literally go to service on Sunday and play ball in the same space Sunday night during the week, all during the week. The young people have some place where they know they can yeah. go. And it has saved a huge mm. area wow. in Charlotte. Thank God for you, my brother. Love yeah. And thank God for creating, creating a community. Absolutely. And, um, and for him being a father to his city. Absolutely. Patriarch Absolutely. of his region. And um, I'm honored to be able to serve with him. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't for Archbishop Figueroa, he would not be here mm -hmm. in this yeah. studio, who's one of the fathers of the city. Of yeah. the city. Absolutely. Thank God and honored, and, and, and we're honored to be able to meet and connect with the fathers of our generation. Wow. Because our sons must have strong enough shoulders. And it can't, my shoulder is not enough for my son to stand on. He's going to need to have one foot on my shoulder and another foot on Archbishop mm -hmm. Figueroa's shoulder. Yes, sir. That's how you build the pyramid going up. It's going to take, we, 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 we can't have it just going one dimension. That's true. We got to cross-pollinate. That's good. And as we begin to allow the cross-pollination, we can't make the errors of our forefathers where you stay here, but you don't go over there. Yes, sir. Mm. Um, Bishop Figueroa um, sent his son over here mm. to assist me here. And, and we needed assistance here. He kind of make a joke about it, you know. I says, you're one of the few of John's friend that he lets come over. Right. And um, Ricky, Minister Ricky says, exactly. that's because I do all the stuff that John won't do. And I get <laughs> <laughs> And so we laugh about that. Amen. But, um, but, but, but the point is, yeah. is that he's able to be right here on this platform sitting here and honoring his father at the same time. Absolutely. That's yes. right. And that's what our generation need to get. Yeah. There's no competition. There's only completion. We complete each other. Mm -hmm. And if we can get that in a full circle, 
we'll be able to do something that Jews do before the dollar leaves their community mm -hmm. in exchange hands seven to 11 times. Yes, sir. The Asian community, five to six times. In the black community, it only changes hand maybe one time, but it only stays in the community for four hours. Mm. We can shift that. Wow. Yes, sir. If we start looking at developing by standing on each other's shoulders. For Christmas, I usually try to do business with black-owned business. I try to find products, buy bulk, share it with our partners. Because mm -hmm. if I can get the dollar to stay an extra day in our community, we've just empowered a community. Yes, sir. So we're honored to have Reverend John P. and New Life and 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 we were just glad that he came. He could have just came and sang one song. He did three. Right. Amen. We would have honored him for just one song because of the work that he did. And the reason why we honor him and give the gifts um, to his ministry is because we get it. He's doing, as Dr. Katie Cannon says, you must do the work your soul must have. Yes, sir. He's doing the work that the soul must have. Mm. It's obvious. He did not go there and do it for the money. That's right. But the money will follow. Wow. Yes, sir. He's a <laughs> huge giver, too. I know. I was in a, a concert. He sat there and gave Bishop, $1,000. Bishop, last night, we're there in the concert, mm -hmm. jam-packed. Bishop Key gets up. He says, years ago, I came to New York. I was in New York mm -hmm. doing some work, doing some stuff, and... All my money was stolen, mm -hmm. gone, had no money. Mm -hmm. He said, I ran into someone, they gave me every dollar in their pocket, and every time I see them, I want to bless them. Calls up Stanley Brown. Mm -hmm. It happened by the Apollo, I think, right? right. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. and last night, in the concert, every choir member of, of, of the group wow. came and poured into Stanley's hands. Yeah, that's powerful. That's, you know. As you see, Stanley Brown, a Stanley Brown story, when I went to Pilgrim to raise money to get Bishop, Archbishop Ray Brown, my father, a house, Stanley was the first one to stand to do $10,000. Wow. Which is so rare mm -hmm. for a Levite. Absolutely. Usually most Levites cover the altar but don't participate in the altar. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's right. But when you get a Levite that's participating in the altar, like you participate in the altar. Yes, sir. That's the only reason you can have power at the altar. Yes, sir. But there's many Levites that have no power because their altar is empty. Mm -hmm. And because your Levites are your worshipers. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we get busy during worship, even preachers, we forget to give. Mm -hmm. Or we purpose not to give. But for, there's very few uh, musicians I have met mm -hmm. that was truly givers because most are takers. Mm -hmm. And life gives to the giver and, and it takes from, from the, the taker. taker. So we bless the Lord. Well, we're going to let this, we're going to go ahead and let this go because he has a full day ahead of him, yes. a full week. And um, I know what it's like to be on the road. So we've, um, we got something for y'all to eat because I was on the road 50 weeks out of the year. Yes. And I remember waking up some places and saying, what city am I <laughs> All <in?"> the time. <laughs> Where we at? I have got, I have, I have had people pick me up and get in the, and get in the lobby and say, what floor am I on? Wow. 
because they, you know, you have your adjutant, you know, yeah. taking you from the hotel. You know, you just trusting them. They pushing <laughs> buttons for you, and someone says we're gonna have them drop you off. And they drop me off at the hotel, and I says, "Oh shucks." Right. <laughs> no adjutant to push the button. What floor am I on? Mm -hmm. And you got 42 <laughs> floors in the hotel. And what is my room number? And then you're searching around and you're hoping you got the jacket for the key. Right. With the number in it. So <laughs> I know what that's like. But I thank, I thank, I thank God yeah. that he's made a way for me. Yeah. Amen. That I no longer have to go on the road because God has sent all roads to me. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I may be speaking too soon. I said, yeah. I, I paid my dues, but who knows? We may have to start going out here, Ooh, Archbishop, and start setting up churches. And, yeah. I'm telling you, colleges and, and concerts and, and prophetic minstrels and archbishops. Apostolic way. <laughs> All right. Well, God bless you. We're going to sign Love off, you. and we'll be right back after this. Yes. Yes. To keep in touch with Master Prophet E. Bernard Jordan, go to www.bishopjordan.com and follow him on all social media platforms. To get more information about the Prophecology Conference and or more special events, go to www.zoeministries.com or call 888-831-0434. Thank you and stay blessed.